Welcome back to A Fresh Story. This episode is part of a special series for October, as it is Pregnancy and Infant Loss Awareness Month. We are honored to hold space for these profound conversations and share these stories. These stories may be of grief, but they are also of hope, resilience, and most of all, unconditional love. As a reminder, be gentle with your heart. And if you are not able to listen to this episode at the moment, we understand and we're holding you close. These conversations will change you as they have changed us. I'll let these amazing women tell you in their own words. To conclude our season on pregnancy and infant loss, I wanted to make sure that we talked about how to support the people in our life who are experiencing these losses. When I chatted with the experts, I asked them how we can best support people who are experiencing pregnancy and infant loss. And I really, really wanted to hear from the women themselves who experienced this, how they were supported or not supported during these times. I wanted to hear from them what they recommended we do as their community to show up for them. And I just want to extend an incredible amount of gratitude for all of the women this season who have shared their children and their stories with us. You are helping people feel so much less alone, and I thank you from the bottom of my heart. When I talked to our experts about how to support someone through pregnancy and infant loss, I specifically wanted to ask Emily Party of Writing Us Counseling how we can support someone through infant loss specifically. She gave me some really, really sound advice there. And I asked her another thing, because it's something that came up in my own life when I was going through my divorce. What if I'm going through something big and my friend is experiencing this type of loss and I simply can't show up for them? What do you do to save that friendship? What can you say? I really appreciated her wise words. And lastly, I asked Emily, what do you say to a friend who feels like nobody wants to be near them or that they're a downer because of their loss? I'm Emily Party. I run Ready Nest Counseling here in Nashville, Tennessee. We specialize in helping those walking through the life phases of pregnancy, postpartum, infertility, loss, and early parenting. So we each need our own support through this. You know, I see this a lot with like, the grandparents, you know, that like, well, I lost a grandchild. Yeah, that absolutely matters. But you don't turn to your daughter who just suffered a miscarriage to explain or to bring comfort to you um, in that moment. She is the primary griever. The parents are the primary grievers. And so as a friend of someone, if, if they suffered a miscarriage, first of all, just being so honored and privileged that they shared that information with you Again, we want to acknowledge that that is brave in and of itself, that they chose to tell you that that really means you're in their their close circle and you're going to honor that. And then you show up, right? It's like, don't ask, ask later what they need. But in the first moment, send them a DoorDash, <laughs> send them, drop by a casserole, you know, say, uh, all right put your laundry on your doorstep. I'm going to return it tomorrow, washed and folded. You know, it's just like really, really practical things that are ways to show up without, like everybody needs food. Okay. So it's like, that's the easiest one. That's like, um, if they have other children, that also is huge. It's like, all right, great. How about I take Johnny to the park tomorrow? I'll pick him up from daycare. It's like, 
amazing. Like giving space, time, capacity to your friend to be able to just grieve and heal is priority number one. And then as time goes on, they begin to have a little more capacity to be able to name, you know what I need? I need to get away. I need to figure out a babysitter for my kid. I need, I need to get my nails done. Do you know a good place? You know, it's like, yep, here's a gift card, sister. You go do that. And they're able to then be able to di- dictate. And you are there for it. You're just along for the ride. You don't share your own needs, you know, um, unless they directly ask. So sometimes friends will be like, I need a distraction. Please tell me what all the drama is with so-and-so. You know, it's like, great, I'm here for the goss. Let's spill it, you know. But other than that, like, I don't care if something super dramatic is going on in your world. In her world, it doesn't matter at this time. And there will be time later to be able to circle back. But that's why you need your own support. You know, if you're going through a breakup, if you're going through something else at work, that is not the friend to lean on. And you need to be able to extend them that grace that like her world is shattered in this moment and our friendship can endure it because we're here for all of it. Absolutely. I'm so glad you asked because it happens all the time. And, you know, it's one of those things that we don't want to miss out on being in their lives, but in this moment, you know, it's like it cancels each other out. Right. And so I I mean, my favorite response in a text message is just no need to respond, but I love you and I'm thinking of you. I'm also unable to be the shoulder I wish you could cry on daily, but I need you to know you're in my heart and thoughts and prayers or whatever that is for you. And so, you know, the the no need to respond text lets your friend off the hook. (laughs) Um, I think it gives them the freedom to be like, also, you don't need to ask how I am. Also, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt that you also know I'm going through stuff. And it is okay to just say that, you know, it is okay to just be like, I wish I had 100% to give to you in this moment. Thank you for understanding that I love you so much. And on the other side of this, we will hug it out. You know, and it's like, and I, I think if it's a, a relationship worth keeping, it will withstand that and it will extend that amount of grace. And I think those are the most, you know, it, they end up being the strongest friendships, right? Because it's like, hey, I saw you in this adversity. You saw me in this and you didn't dismiss it and you didn't say mine is harder or more important. We just weathered it. And we're, we're broken and beautiful because of it. You don't shy away. You know, I think um, one of the best things, uh, husband who went through this um, with dear friends of ours, one of the things he said was, force your friendship upon us. And I thought that was really insightful and honest and vulnerable because it is in those times it's like, they don't know what they need. Why would I even ask them? Like, None of us know what to say or do. Um, It definitely is, you know, again, not my tragedy. So while I, as the friend, grieve and cried and mourned, I also found my own support for that. So that then when I came to their house, when I show up for that friend, I'm good. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not I'm not great, but I'm okay, you know, and I can then allow them to just feel 
And I think it's really important if you're that friend to have zero assumptions walking into that friend's home to just be ready for whatever it is they need. You'll see there's moments of joy and happiness and remembrance and and even awkward, you know, jokes because this weird thing happened in the hospital or whatever. Awesome. Then the next second we're all crying and sobbing and it's hard to even say the baby's name, you know? Um, I think depending on your closeness to those people um, asking, can I, can I use your baby's name? Do you mind if I, you know, did you name the baby? Even if you, if you don't know to ask and then asking permission, like um, if that's comfortable for them. Um, And then to be able to ask, you know, how are you doing physically? How are you feeling right now? Again, it kind of, you have to kind of gauge your closeness in that friendship, but you have to remember this is also a postpartum mother who's, her body went through trauma as well. And so to not forget like, hey, let me buy you some comfy jammies. Let me bring you some ice cream. Let me, you know, like um, the other thing is to, to start vetting shows, current shows for them on their behalf because there's a lot of weird downtime that they just need to veg and kind of watch stupid TV. <laughs> and um, and so really actually like choosing some films maybe you know by heart or TV shows that you've watched this season of that you can say this one's safe. And I by that I mean like no babies, no pregnancy, no loss, no like keep it stupid people, you know, and it's like it's one of those things that is silly but it's so necessary and there's you know there's so many nuances to that that you're like oh I'll just put this movie on and then guess what her best friend is pregnant and then so and so has a miscarriage later in the season and you know and it's like incredibly triggering so some of these things get very practical that's just like I'm gonna help hold space for the moment you're in and to be able to be the protective eyes and ears um, that can help you whether it's one week out or one year out. Uh, yeah, I mean, gosh, I think part of it is just that's not true, you know? Like, I think um, I think your filter has been clouded because you're sad. And, and you know, it's that's okay. Like this is, it's not forever. Um, of course the loss is permanent, but when I talk to people about grief, um, and distance, you know, that, that time is an element in which we live. And so there's, there's going to be distance created by time from the intensity of when, how it was at first, but it isn't forgetting. It's actually familiarity. And so as you become more familiar with this part of your story, it grafts into your narrative. It becomes part of you. So, you know, if those aren't the people who can see how beautiful this part of your story is, maybe you need new people. <laughs> and, and if I'm hearing you say that, you know, it's like, I want to be one of those people for you. You know, it's like, I mean, this is, if you're going to have to deny this part of your life in order to be friends with a person, I think you need different friends, you know? And and often, sometimes, I mean, people always say, like, people come out of the woodwork that you thought would you would never even talk to them about something so vulnerable. And other people fall away because they 
aren't understanding or they don't know how to show up for you. And that's, again, kind of part of the human experience that we need to like adapt to what we need when we need it. Hi, I'm Catherine uh, Aguirre. I am a women's health physician assistant. <laughs> like any other type of grieving, it's a really hard thing to go through. I think supporting your friend any way you would support them through a grieving process is helpful. Any kind of personal experience you have with it would be good to share. In addition, supporting them with a little bit of a care package or a dinner, something that will help take their mind off what happened, like walking with them or taking them out for coffee, just anything that could help distract them, but also, you know, allow them time and space to share their feelings with you. Hi, I'm Katie Huey Harrison. I am the founder of Undefining Motherhood. I think the best thing we can do to support someone is to validate their experience, whatever that experience is, and be willing to sit with them in whatever they're feeling. So most of the families I personally work with at Undefining Motherhood are grieving. Uh, normally, those are the people who come to me because that was my personal experience. And so that is what I talk about. And if someone is grieving, you need to understand that you can't fix it. You can't bring their baby back. But you also can't just give them silver linings. You know, we think, well, maybe I can help them realize that it could have been worse. I had this friend who lost a baby later in pregnancy. But the reality is they're in pain. They lost a life that they dreamed of. They imagined this child. They thought of names. They pictured nurseries. They imagined the sports it might play. Its entire life was planned out in their minds. And while none of that life would have looked the way they planned, that doesn't matter. They've lost this entire dream. And the new reality is a lot to cope with. And so just recognizing, look, it's not my job to make it better. I can't make it better. But I can be here. I can be present. I can listen. And really, the thing I would add to that is meeting people where they are and allowing them to dictate what is going to support them without just saying, hey, how can I help? Because no one knows. Well, you can help, right? We, we, that's a lot of work for us to figure out. But what I will do is I will say, I'm going to make you dinner. Would Tuesday or Thursday be better? And then when they pick a day, I say, if I don't know what they want to eat, okay, I could make any of these three things. Which one sounds good? And then when it's time, I say, hey, I'm going to drop this off on your porch because I don't want you to have to meet me. And that way, if they want to, they can open the door. They can welcome me in. They can give me a hug. We can talk. We can have that commiseration. But I'm not forcing myself on them. I'm trying to allow them the chance to make everything on their own terms. And I think that's the best thing we can do. And if you can't be set with someone physically, if you can't go to them and give them that hug or put the thing on their porch, sending them a kind message, sending them a gift, just letting them know that you're thinking of them is really the best thing that we can do. Hi, I'm Sarah Baroud. I am a therapist and social worker practicing in Massachusetts. The best way that I think to support someone who's going through a loss, such as a miscarriage, is to simply be there for them and really focus on what they are asking for or what they um, are experiencing in their own words, in their own day-to-day um, -day, you know, needs. Just because you might have gone through this or you might expect that they need something, 
it might not be the case for them. So ask what they're looking for. Offer, uh, you know, whether it's food or um, company or if they have other children, be there for the other children. Let me take them out for you. Um, you can offer all these things. And really, if you're questioning, just be there for them. Just be present is really the best thing. If you're feeling like, I don't know what to say, I don't have the right answers, then don't say anything. Just listen. Just be there and they can share their story. If I had to send a quick text to someone who had just gone through a miscarriage, um, I would probably say, I'm really sorry for your loss. And and I would say that because I want to acknowledge their loss, that it is a loss. Oh, some people don't even you know do that. Um, so I would say, I'm really sorry for your loss. I am here for you always. Uh, I will check in in a few days. No need to respond. When I talked to all the women for this series, I asked them, how do people support you during your loss? How do people not support you during your loss? And what would you say to somebody who is experiencing pregnancy and infant loss? I really loved what they had to say. And if you know somebody who's experiencing pregnancy and infant loss, grab a pen and take some notes. Because these women, they are wise, wise women. Don't stop saying that baby's name. Don't pretend it didn't happen. And if, the, if they didn't name their baby, because sometimes that, you know, if it's early, they didn't have a name picked out, anything like that. Um, one of the, once, one, something one of my friends did was she would just check in on me every couple of weeks because she, she didn't let it go. She's like, how are you doing today? And I think that's an important thing to say also is adding today, not how are you doing overall, <laughs> but how are you doing today? And just checking in, put it on your calendar Put it on your calendar and say, I know it's been six months. How are you doing? Put that baby's birth date on your calendar. Because I guarantee you, there are not a lot of people who are going to reach out that day. And that is such a small thing. I, I have a friend who had twins, and one of them died about 27 days after he was born. And her son is now, her living son is now 15. And I sent her. Uh, text on his birthday and I said happy birthday and listed both of her son's names because it's still her other son her living child is a reminder that she had twins and now she only has one that's living so I think that is such a simple thing that you can do is just continue to remember that child to say that child's name if you can and to acknowledge you know at milestones, you know, how many a month later, six months later, a year later, and just check in on that person so they know they weren't forgotten and they know their child wasn't forgotten. I got a lot of private messages from women and they were so helpful, right? And so many women were like, hey, I didn't share, but knowing that you're going through this, I'm an open book. Tell me what questions you have. These are the things that help me. And I, I think Anytime you can share that personal experience and you're comfortable sharing your own experience, it does help the person on the other side. Um, a couple things that now, unfortunately, I have a playbook because this happens so much, right? And so in that playbook, my first thing is always to say, first and foremost, there's nothing you could have done different. There's nothing that you did wrong. And 
oh, that makes me a little emotional. Um, we forget, right? When it's you and your body, you get so mad at yourself because there's nothing else to blame. And often there's no medical reason, right? Especially when it's an early miscarriage, it's just a thing that happens. And often it's because the baby wouldn't have developed appropriately. And so what quality of life would they have? So it's almost in a sense, kind of a good thing, but it doesn't make it any easier to go through, right? And so, you know, you have this feeling of what could I have done differently? You know, what what did I do to deserve this? Why is this so hard for me? How am I going to handle it? So just reminding them that there's nothing they could have done. It's something that happens and they will get through it, I think, is first and foremost. Then I saw somebody tweet this. It's a woman I follow on Twitter. And her thing is, never never send something to mom that mom then has to do, right? So don't send flowers unless they're already in the vase. And so I always like to send like an Uber Eats gift card or DoorDash, whatever the family uses, so that they don't have to worry about one meal, right? It's a small thing to do, but at least that's off her plate. I offer childcare. If you want to drop your kid off so you can have a moment with your spouse, if you want to have a moment by yourself or fill your cup up in whatever way, just reminding them that, this is grief and and you do deserve to, you know, go through all of the stages of it. And it's going to be hard. And sometimes that means you need to just have a little time to yourself. Yeah, I think asking them what they need. Um, I think it was really helpful to have some friends who had been through miscarriages to say, you know, what do you need? Do you need check-ins? Do you need silly memes? Do you need, um, you know, crappy books to read? Like, and I... I said, I think what I need is is like support around the due date. And I was glad I asked for that. And I was so grateful that they remembered and like sent me flowers um, in January. And, you know, and those are women I've been able to like connect with around their own pregnancy losses. And like, how do we navigate baby showers? How do we navigate like celebrating people's pregnancies when we've experienced pregnancy loss. So I have a partner who's currently experiencing a loss. She had a DNC yesterday and it's her first pregnancy loss. And I would say you're not alone. And that's what I did tell her. You know, it's not to sort of like do the misery poker thing where it's like, oh, like this is my sad story. Let me tell you about my sad story. It's really like, this is common. You're okay you have support and you know this this we're here we're here and it's hard and it's emotional and it's sad um i don't know i i, I want to say too like people always ask me whenever someone in their family or one of their friends is going through this they always want to know like a perfect gift and i don't think there's really like a perfect gift you can give in this situation like what i always tell them is you just got to be there for them. Like, even when you think you're being annoying, you have to just keep on reaching out. And even if you just like go there and you just sit beside them, that's going to make all the difference because they know that you're there. Just never stop checking in on them. Like, put that date in your calendar and remind yourself to call them every year on that date because they're going to be thinking about it every day. But if you make the effort and just show that you care enough to like remember that date, then that's going to do more than any gift would ever do. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, uh, so interesting because pregnancy loss can feel so private. And this is one of the things that you're trying to change, right? 
is that we are talking about this, but it is understanding that someone going through a pregnancy loss, an infant loss, is as we talked about going through both the physical and emotional journey of someone who has been in a terrible accident, right, and lost someone that they love. There is a physical and emotional component to this that makes that support complicated. Um, so if you're using Given Kind, you might set up a support page for them thinking about how to meet their needs all day long. We had a meal train set up for us that was for dinners, but it took my best friend realizing, oh, you're not eating unless there is food at your doorstep. So I am going to bring you breakfast. I am going to make sure that you have coffee in your house, that you have the staples that you need. So thinking about the fact that someone going through um, the loss of a child probably doesn't want to leave their home. How can you get them not just hot meals to eat, um, but the staples that they need to not have to leave. Thinking about um, other kids, you know, in some ways, I say we were fortunate that it was our first child that we lost. I didn't have a toddler at home. I cannot imagine what families go through, of whom I've known many, right, who have lost their second, third, or fourth child. Um, so taking kids out of the house, thinking about playdates, thinking about walking pets, thinking about taking the trash cans to the curb, right? There are so many ways that we um, can support people that is not monetary, that is not food, that makes um, a huge difference. And so for me, that would be when you're thinking about setting up a given kind page, when you're thinking about offering support as a community to someone who is going through the loss um, of a child, it would be to think about every need that they may have in the next 30 days and how can their community come together to relieve that burden from them. Just be a really good friend. Understand they might not answer your text or they might, you know, even send them a text to say, hey, I'm here if you need to talk. You don't need to answer this or thinking of you or I love you or hey, when you're feeling better, why don't we grab brunch or why don't we go for a hike? Don't put pressure on the person because I honestly like didn't want to leave my bed for two weeks. Be a good friend. Be a good listener. Understand they might tell you the same story like 12 times because it's just such a mind trip, the whole experience. As a person, I would say no one told me this and this is kind of weird, but I wish someone would have. Okay. If you go through a miscarriage, this is the most practical advice I can give anyone. Order like black granny panties from Amazon and throw them out when you're done. Like buy a 10 pack. Trust me, you need them because every time I would let, I would, I mean, this is a little bit gory here, but because I bled for so long, every time I went to the bathroom, I would see blood and I would be re-traumatized. So black gross underwear that you want to throw out when you're done Actually, I swear when I did that, like two weeks into it, it was a game changer. And it did, I mean, nothing helped, but that that actually helped a little bit. And then when everything is done, just like buy yourself cute new, like buy the cute underwear, buy the cute lingerie. Like if you have clothing you wore when you found out and you don't want to wear it, just throw it out. It's totally fine because I, I also, I had to do that. Like- I whatever I wore to the hospital I don't even remember what it was 
but I remember I kept seeing it in my closet and I just threw it out. Um, I'd like to say that, you know, if you feel like no one understands you during this time or if you're uncomfortable talking about it, which is totally normal, by the by the way, there's no right way to deal with this. There's no right way. There's no wrong way at all. Like whatever makes you feel better is what you should do. I know everyone is very much on TikTok right now, but I'm a little bit old school and I'm kind of addicted to YouTube. I would say if you, there are so many people that talk about this on YouTube. Um, if you search Delilah Lepke, her video really helped me um, get get through it. And then um, she ended up having a bunch more babies after her miscarriage. So it it kind of gave me, it, it gave me hope, but um. L-O-E-P-K-Y, I think is her last, her last name. Um, and I, I think that was the first video I watched. And I'm just, I, I just related to her, even though we're very different. I related to her so much that I would say that's a really good platform if you just want to hear more stories, if you want a little bit of comfort. I wanted to finish off this season with a little snippet of a conversation with my friend Jane Kramer. Jane is a musician, and her words just are beyond worldly. Also, take a listen to the end of this episode. We've included Jane's song, Child. It can be found on Spotify and all the platforms. If you know somebody who's experiencing loss, flag this song. You might want to send it to them when they're ready. Thank you, Jane, for sharing your beautiful, beautiful words with us. The first thing I think I'd want them to know is it is not your fault. It's not your fault. I think so many of us beat ourselves up. What could I have done? Oh my gosh, I had that glass of wine before I knew I was pregnant. Whatever it is, it's not your fault. You know, I think sadly the statistics of pregnancies that end in miscarriage um, are really, really high. And it often has so little to do with anything at all, anything at all. You know, so that's that's a big one. Another one is that um, it's okay to feel everything you feel. I remember feeling, um, and this isn't a pretty or socially acceptable thought, but just really angry at pregnant ladies. And for whatever reason, they'd be everywhere um, around me when I was going through those difficult times or social media pictures of, you know, people with their precious families. And certainly I don't begrudge anyone their joy. And we don't know everyone's stories, right? So some of these people have had loss and are having, these are their rainbow babies, whatever it is. But, um, I would say whatever you need to do to take care of yourself and protect yourself, if it's, you know, not going to that baby shower or, you know, muting this person on social media for a little while or, you know, just, you know, not to pile on the um, the self-loathing or beat yourself up for feeling really angry and really sad. And to also, you know, just not be afraid to um, to speak about it, whether it's seeking out um, you know, a, a, a group, a support group, whether it's, you know, if you have a friend who maybe, you know, is a dear friend and hasn't necessarily had a pregnancy loss themselves, but they have a friend who has, who isn't, you know, isn't opposed to speaking about it, you know, just seek that out because there is something about speaking about it with people who know, who have been there that I think is deeply healing. And just to be tender with yourself um, and to, you know, to do what you do, need to do to kind of just put one foot in front of the other and water those little tiny seeds of hope until, you know, until you're standing on your two feet again. 
I didn't name you, but I hope You'd have your daddy's sense of rhythm Your mama's dancing shoes You know Just got wet cement and good intentions in them Outside I look just like the living I shuffle through the chores the living do Inside I'm good enough I am grieving A tiny unnamed someone shaped like you Oh, I am not a doctor I am not a man of God I am a woman who has gotten some things wrong and kept on trying Tonight I am a mother I am barefoot on my lawn I'm burying the dream Of the grass-stained dancing feet of my child I tried going to the ocean She wrote in phone what I already know Being human is dancing On a nickel's edge With equal measures holding on and Letting go and so it's Tuesday So I'm standing in the grocery checkout line And life continues like it used to Across the highway The school kids kick a red ball at the sky Oh, I am not a doctor I am not a man of God I am a woman who has gotten something wrong and kept on Tonight I am a mother, I am barefoot on my lawn I'm burying the dream of the grass-stained dancing feet of my child A Fresh Story is produced by Fresh Starts Registry. A heartfelt thank you to all of the women who share their stories in this special series. And a special thank you to Alex Mooney, who has been our special consultant for these episodes. If you are experiencing pregnancy or infant loss, we hope that these episodes helped you feel a little bit less alone. We love you, and we are holding you close.